Hi, and welcome to the Perpetual Stew. I'm Matthew Goodman. And I'm Sarah Merle. And today, uh, we're going to be doing a special episode. Da, 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 da. I feel like we should have some sort of insert music here. <laughs> an, emer- an emergency uh, episode about the latest batch of Trump indictments. These are the ones specifically about basically trying to ruin our democracy. We'll get into the exact details in a second. But Sarah, how are you feeling on yet on maybe the biggest of all the indictment days so far? You know, if you ask the dangling uh, skin shredded skeleton behind the truck after its 10 mile journey down a gravel road, how it feels about the truck stopping, I would say the skeleton would say, if it could still speak, I wish we had stopped about five and a half miles down the road. Yeah, I also wish that none of this had come to pass in 2016 and that we all, we had done the right thing and just elected Hillary Hillary Clinton. Uh, we'd still be dealing with all the Clintons of murderer conspiracies and all that bullshit, but yeah, at least but we like, wouldn't have to deal with this. I know. And, and you know, there's no good option in this situation uh, when Trump and his ilk are overwhelmingly dominated by uh, a sort of martyrdom or persecution. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, so no matter what happens, we're going to end up with like, all these people saying that it's just politicizing the justice system. Yeah. And this is one of the reasons why we want to go through this in a little more detail so that if you hear people talk about that, you can't, you have a little bit of information uh, to go through about the seriousness um, uh, of these charges and also uh, about why they're so important and why this is different than say the documents case uh, going on in Florida that these are the uh, indictments that people like you and me have been waiting for um, because they're one, they're the ones that directly get at the heart uh, of our democratic system and Trump's attempts to destroy it. So we have three separate buckets of charges. Um, There are four counts, but they're only really three buckets. Um, So the first bucket is a conspiracy to defraud the United States um, using dishonesty, fraud, and deceit. And I'm quoting here, Uh, to impair, obstruct, and defeat the lawful federal government function by which the results of a presidential election are collected, counted, and certified by the federal government. So there are multiple co-conspirators who are not named but referenced uh, in this conspiracy. Uh, Pro tip, the first one is Rudy Giuliani. I knew it. I fucking knew it. Uh, but there are many others you can figure out um, uh, sort of by reference. You know, it's all it's all uh, all of our favorites. John Eastman, Sidney Powell, all those chuckle fucks. There's one count of that. So then there are two counts uh, that fall into bucket B, which is a conspiracy to corruptly obstruct and impede the January 6th congressional proceeding at which the collected results of the presidential election are counted and certified. Um, So these particular buckets have to deal with the events of January 6th, right? Um, But it's like two things. First, it's the fake elector scheme. Yep. Right? That all happened because that was all supposed to happen. The paper scheme versus the person scheme. Exactly. That's a great way to put it. So we have the paper scheme as one count and we have the person scheme on on the other, right? That's a beautiful way to put it. I love it. And then the third bucket... Uh, is to me the most interesting, uh, just because it's unusual. It's a conspiracy against rights. In this case, the right to vote and have one's vote counted. 
Um, I want to start with that one first because I think it's the funniest. Um, (laughs) So this is uh, 18 USC 241 called Conspiracy Against Rights. So (laughs) this one I like because it's unlawful, makes it unlawful for two or more persons to conspire to injure, oppress, threaten, or intimidate any person of any state uh, territory or district in the free exercise or enjoyment of any right or privilege secured to him or her by the constitution or laws of the United States. But it explicitly also makes it unlawful for two or more people to go in disguise on the highway or on the premises of another with the intent to prevent or hinder his or her free exercise or enjoyment of any rights so secured. Which was relates to specifically what? Like highwaymen back in the day. Got it, got it. But what are they charging, like, what are they relating that to the Trump sort of ilk? Oh, that particular one, that highway thing, not relevant. It's, that's what made it, made it funny to me. But in this one, it was conspiracy to uh, prevent people from exercising their right to vote and have their vote counted. And this is a little bit, I find this an interesting constitutional theory, um, I want to note here that the indictment really goes into detail, but primarily on the first bucket, and then it incorporates all the facts in the other two buckets. But basically, the constitutional theory is by doing all the defrauding, by doing all both the then the paper uh, the paper um, conspiracy and the person conspiracy, uh, Trump was trying to prevent our votes, every American's vote, hmm. from counting. Interesting. Right? So by seizing the election, he is invalidating essentially every vote. Yeah. Or at least all the votes against him. And this is a little different than the way we think about preventing someone from voting. We normally think, you know, guys at the ballot box intimidating, uh, kidnapping someone so they can't vote, you know, uh, giving them a uh, a test, right, or a poll tax or something to prevent them from from voting, but no, this is the sort of like post voting way just to like, they didn't even burn up or shred or destroy. They're just saying these don't fucking count. We're just assigning these electors. Yeah. Um, we are alleging fraud and finding 11,000 votes. Right. Um, so I, I think as a theoretically, this is really interesting. I think it's right on the nose, but it's a little bit uh, more creative. Uh, than a lot of what Jack Smith has been charging and alleging so far. Well, here's, as always, this is my number one dominant thought, right? Like, same thing with the Theranos case, which is like, I think Sidney Powell fully believes that the election was stolen. And I guess my question is, Matt, like, when when we ask the question, like, who is a true believer and who is a grifter? At this point, obviously, it doesn't matter because it and it doesn't matter to the law. Is that correct? It does matter. Oh, okay. So there's an, a very long section about called the defendant's knowledge of the falsity of his election fraud claims, and the reason for for this is if you want to defraud someone, you have to know or should know, right, um, that what you're saying isn't true. Yeah. Otherwise, you're not defrauding someone; you're just trying to convince them. Right. Right. So the government does have to prove in this case that both Donald Trump and the co-conspirators here knew or should have known um, that their claims were false. 
Okay. So, and this, and, and that could also include like testimony from people who said like, I like repeated there, there will probably be repeated people saying like, I told them it was false and yet, and they'll line up the dates. I told them it was false on this date. They repeated this claim at some point after, right? Is that... See, I love the beauty of this because you're not a lawyer, but you see the logic, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like the logic makes sense. They have to provide people who are like, I told him. I told yeah. him multiple times. Yeah. And they actually list out all the people. <laughs> <laughs> okay, amazing. amazing. So I want to go through this just because oh, it makes my, my, heart, uh, my heart sing. <laughs> First, and this is just for example, right? These are just yeah. the important people. First, yeah. Vice President Pence. Amazing. Yeah. And they noted that president that uh, Vice President Pence personally stood to gain by remaining in office. Yeah. Right? So Mike Pence, he could have stayed as vice president, but no, he quote told the defendant he had seen no evidence of outcome determinative fraud. B, the senior leaders of the Justice Department, appointed <laughs> by Donald Trump, uh told the defendant on multiple occasions that various allegations of fraud were unsupported. All of these very relevant. The Director of National Intelligence. Jesus fucking Christ. The Department of Homeland Security, Cybersecurity, and Infrastructure Security Agency. Or CISA. Um, Senior White House attorneys, again, uh, (laughs) selected by Trump. Senior staffers on his re-election campaign, whose sole mission was to re-elect him. (laughs) State legislators and officials who voted for him and wanted him to be reelected, and then state and federal courts, all of those lawsuits. So from all of these sources, Donald Trump knew or should have known that he lost, which is why it's and here they're citing documents that we don't see. Yeah. But this is going to be important that I'm sure that they have statements, sworn statements from all these people. If there is a trial, all of these people will be testifying. You will have a parade of people establishing that they told Trump directly multiple times. And also, importantly, remember when Cassidy Hutchinson testified? Yes. She said that she overheard Trump saying to people like, you know, we lost, but it's embarrassing. (laughs) Right? Okay, great. So we have them. We have we have them relatively dead to rights, right? About yeah. like I lost, but I'm going to try to massage this into a win. Bingo. And so as long as there are other people who can corroborate that, right? Who are directly involved in the conversation, um, and I think likely they'll have something along those those lines. I don't, I'm not saying 100 percent sure, but it's likely they have something along those lines. They will have Trump's own words to use yeah. uh, against him, because again. If you're attempting to defraud, you need to know or should know um, that what you're saying is false. And here we have an entire laundry list of people who all told him. Um, Him being a crazy motherfucker is not a defense. He doesn't actually have to believe it. It's simply that a reasonable person in his position should believe it. I I heard something. I heard the most beautiful description of Trump's mindset, which is a belligerent reality bending like a a, a tendency towards belligerent reality bending, which I thought was very, very good. And it's like, this is, I mean, ultimately the the fact that you 
define it as should have known, right? Like the should have matters as much as the did yes. know, right? Because we're dealing with somebody. Yeah, I was going to say people lie. And then people are fundamentally fucking delusional as Trump is, you know? Yeah. And being delusional, but not uh, uh, insane, yes. illegally insane, is not a defense here. Correct. So the analogy I can think of is if imagine... Someone goes up to you is like, you know what? I really want to kill someone, but the way I'm going to get away with it is I'm going to claim that I think they're a zombie <laughs> and then I'm going to shoot him in the head. Yeah. <laughs> right. And then later you continue to insist, oh my God, this person's a zombie. Everyone is telling you they're not a zombie. The person is telling you they're not a zombie. They show you that they're not a zombie. Right. And you shoot them in the head anyway. Yeah. Two things matter. First, either you actually are insane, which is a clinical diagnosis and that i think trump being diagnosed as insane would likely be somewhat bad for his re-election campaign theoretically (laughs) so he can't make an insanity defense so he has to claim that he didn't know right that he truly didn't know and that he shouldn't have known that no one told him or not enough, enough people told him or not people he trusted but again if we have him making the statement I know that they're not a zombie, but I want to kill them anyway. Yeah. Right. Then that give, which is the, I know we lost, but it's embarrassing yeah. statement. Right. Then that gives us, then that gives us a way to understand his, his statements and actions afterward. Yeah. Yeah. Right. We don't have to take his current word for it. Instead, we can evaluate everything and the jury can evaluate everything in that light. Yeah. Yeah. Of those previous statements. Um, so that, so that goes to the first, uh, that also goes to the first bucket. So this is really extensive. So it's a 45 page indictment. I mean, the bulk of the 45 pages is actually just an exhaustive history of what happened. So this is a talking or speaking indictment. And the reason that the, you know, a prosecutor might go into this kind of detail is twofold. First, to communicate to the public the seriousness of the crimes, right? And second, to establish the sort of seriousness of the evidentiary basis, to show that they're not going off of nothing or a hunch or they're not persecuting Trump, right? Instead, these are, and I want to note, they are making reference to specific statements and recollections, which means they have sworn statements, documents, recordings of all of those conversations, already um so i I think it gives it should give the public a really solid factual basis hopefully we can all believe the same set of facts uh i know i know oh matt i know i'm just i'm saying hypothetically theoretically that's how this is supposed to look supposed to work and then so when if somebody says like he didn't do this, it's like, no, they literally reference a conversation, yep. which means they either have a recording of the conversation, people who are part of the conversation who have offered sworn sworn testimony or both. And I also wanted to ask, like, uh, kind of <laughs> it's, it's, you can kind of say like the best possible thing that happened for Trump's defense is him getting kicked off of Twitter you know yeah. what I mean? Like instead of broad, be like he no longer had a place to broadcast his crimes or future crimes. You know what I mean? He will find a way. Of course. Of course. And 
I think, you know, I think one of the interesting things is that he's already trying to undermine the 2024 election. Yeah. Right? Because he's continuing. I think the fact that they've made a really compelling case here, even just in the, the, the broad outlines that they've given and in the facts they've given, that he knows he lost. Yeah. So all of his statements from now on should be properly understood in the context of him attempting to defraud. Correct. Right. Yeah. And that means I think in my mind that every time he makes a statement claiming that he won the election, right. That he's that um, he is in instead and that he will, you know, that he's uh, uh, that, and, and that the 2024 election better be, you know, better be on the level or all those sort of veiled threats he made. All of those should be seen as falling into the first or second bucket, which is either trying to defraud the the American people and the American government or attempting to intimidate, harass, coerce, or threaten government officials, yep. right? Um, who in their official capacity. Yeah. Um, again, the both the paper and the in-person, this is trying to get them to do a paper coup. Yep. Right? Well, so, I mean, you, you're, you are using the people to try to push the paper people. You know what I mean? Like, we all saw the video of, uh, I'll never forget that footage of Lindsey Graham walking through the airport after January 6th of people just, like, screaming at him. Like, he had been sucking up to Trump for, at that point, years and had been falling in line. And the minute he said, like, no, actually, I'm not going to do a coup, yeah. fascists, as fascists do, were, like, fucking traitor, you know? I think that's a really good point um, that Trump's arguments anymore are not really for the courts. Yeah. I think in most of these cases, they have them pretty dead to rights. Yeah. Which is why his, as we've noted before and others have noted that his legal strategy is winning the election. Yep. He wants to drag these cases out past the election and then stop. Then yep. stop all the elections, pardon himself if he needs to. Um, and then, stop uh, any fe- current federal cases against him. Yep. And even if there are state cases against him, just like fucking ignore them and hope that, and, and trust the Supreme court to protect him. Yep. Because you can imagine this Supreme court not wanting a sitting president to have to report to, you know, Georgia's penit- state penitentiary. <laughs> I, I mean, I personally believe that, the inevitable thing that's going to happen here is that right wingers are going to campaign off of it and say like, we need to win. Like they're going to fundraise the fuck out of it. Right. And then including Trump, like I do not think that he ever intended to be president. I think that's pretty clear now. Like, you know, he will lose the campaign as he wanted to last time and fucked up uh, and then keep the money as that one lawyer who came on uh, the daily show and explained the steps to just pocket your super PACs money. Um, and, you know, I think we'll end up with Joe Biden again and he will be older than he'll be the oldest fucking president that's ever presidented. Old as shit. Yeah. And everybody will have gotten exactly what they wanted, you know, except Trump, I think, in the end, because yeah. I think Trump is going to jail. And this is something yeah. that he never wanted to do. He just yep. wanted to make his money and then get out of Dodge. Right. Yep. That like if he had lost, none of this happens. So I think that he can't lose anymore. Yep. He has to win this election. Otherwise he spends the rest of his life incarcerated. And the first, the first election, 
the whole reason that like Trump's quote unquote, and I'm not saying this personally, but charm quote unquote to his base came through is because he had the bravado of somebody who, to whom it didn't matter if they won. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like he had the bravado of like a man who's going to profit no matter what happens. Right. Yeah. And what I know about old, slightly (laughs) demented, like egomaniacs is like the pressure of having to win is like, you know, he's going to end up setting his own tail on fire. This is how this always works. Yeah, I think that's a really good point that like the pressure on Trump is very different than it was in the 2016 campaign. The stakes are just so much higher. It's not just him feeling like a loser. Right. Anymore, even 2016 or 2020. Right. Yeah. And remember when 2020, when he lost, he tried to blow up our democracy (laughs) because he felt butthurt about losing. He just didn't want people to know. So my worry is, is that he faces actual consequences, not just psychological consequences, but actual consequences. So like, I agree that like, it's unlikely Trump is going to win at this point, but I don't think his goal, but I don't think his attempts end when he loses. I don't think his attempts ended a January 6th anymore. I think that he's willing to just sacrifice however many lives as he needs to, whatever he needs to, to stop the investigations into him. Like a stochastic terrorist event. I mean, I don't think it would be stochastic. I think he would just want, I think Trump is one of those egomaniacs is that if he could pull it off, I don't think he can, but if he could pull it off, he would just start a civil war. No, I know. That's what I mean. Like, you know, at minimum, like get a bunch of people or try to encourage people to do essentially like um, Oklahoma City. You know what I mean? And worst case, I mean, I think, again, this is uh, predicting the future is hard, but like, you know, he right now, the courts are not treating him as a flight risk. Yeah. I think that if he loses the election or thinks he's going to lose the election, that might have to change. My, the, my first thought was, we're, we're going to see one of two things happen, right? We're going to have Trump having his Snowden moment, and he'll go to Russia, and Russia will turn into, like, a weirdly, like, it'll become kind of like um, the homeland or, like, Graceland for Trump, like, <laughs> super fans. Like, I think, I'm not even joking. I think that it would end in, like, if he got on a private plane, right? Like, yeah. no one could fucking stop him. Like, I truly Actually, not- I disagree with that. Because remember, he has Secret Service protection right now. Yep. So I think the necessary first step would be for him to do one of two things. Either find Secret Service agents who would aid and abet him, which is not... Unreasonable. Which is not unreasonable, but also not a certainty. Yep. Or second, dismiss his Secret Service detail. And I think if we see him turn down his Secret Service protection, that should be immediate, that should set off all the alarm bells in the justice system... I think every judge should immediately call for him to be incarcerated because he has become a flight risk. So yeah, I think that, that, that I, you know, if anybody's asking me for my predictions, we should, we need to be looking for those. I also, now this is morbid, but what if we see a Hitler's bunker moment, you know, <laughs> there are worse outcomes. I'm just saying like, <laughs> He's an old man, like the, I don't know, like, it seems like something, if not convincing him to do it himself, 
Like it wouldn't surprise me if somebody in his inner circle, like one of his children, for example, like Ivanka, sorry. I mean, I know this is going to sound a little misogynist, but she seems cold as ice enough. Like the boys are gone. Like they're just, they're in their hero worship. Like Ivanka has known from the very beginning that she is an object to her father. And I think that she would be more than happy to just like quickly dispatch him, you know? Oh yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to say that Ivanka Trump is a potential murderer, but I'm saying that hypothetically, if you forced me to speculate on which one of the Trump children would go Menendez brothers on, on Donald, (laughs) my money would be on Ivanka. (laughs) Although the funny money would be on Tiffany. Oh yeah. I was going to say Tiffany though. Like she seems like she is pretty well extricated herself from the entire rat King. And probably, well, I don't know. She's, she still goes to, like, events and stuff. So fuck her, too. Whatever. But I'm just saying that, like, if you wanted the least likely one, right, <laughs> Tiffany seems like the least capable or interested. Um, so, or it could just be Melania, who just, like, fuck this shit. I'm going back to my handlers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, we have a lot of, there are a lot of possibilities here. Yeah. And this opens up. As satisfying as I find this, um, it opens up many more cans of worms. You know, this is uncharted territory for our uh, our country. But I thought it was important for us to go through sort of like this information. So it's not just like something that happened that we can like take a moment, look at the details, and then t- and then think about what the possibilities and the eventualities are. So we know what we should be on the look for uh, if we do think Trump is going to, you know, have his Benedict Arnold uh, moment and, and, and try to wriggle out of this one way or the other. Um, or I, if, I, or, or if he just decides to, you know, go January 6th, but this time with feeling. Like, that's the thing. It's like, who is left to defend him? Not to be, again, not to be super morbid, but like he is on team Although he may be team vaccine because it's his arguably administration's greatest accomplishment, like his whole shit is all of his people are anti-vaccine. A lot of them died. A lot of them died. The ones who were motivated enough to do January 6th are currently in prison. Or most of them. The ones who like really did some shit. And I mean, I just like it's really, really hard for me to imagine a person like Trump under any circumstances actually seeing consequences, right? He's kind of like mm-hmm. Teflon Don. Uh, but also I don't see how he gets out of it unless it's by a bullet or some arsenic or cyanide, you know? So this is why I think the only way he gets out of it is if we, other than those options, is if we... <laughs> Um, take it for granted. I think we need to be yeah. extremely vigilant because yeah. it's close to done, but we're not there yet. And yeah. he is a desperate man with millions of followers and a lot of money. Not all his, but a lot of money and a lot to lose. So I would I would never underestimate his capacity to pull something weird out of his ass. Um and I just think we need to be on the lookout for the likely signs. Like he only has a set number of moves here, yeah. um, like fleeing the country, right? Starting an inter- insurrection, those yeah. sort of things. So we just need to say, which one of these bad options is he going to pick? 
hard to and like then make sure we're ready for it. I was going to say, it's like hard to narrow it down at this point. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Donald Trump is nothing. He is always much like a toddler. He is all id and no super ego, right? Mm-hmm. He is like 100% moment to moment desire. That's why like people were really good at getting to talk about things by just saying it to him right before he went out to like do the press conference or whatever. Like he has the mind of a child and what I... I mean, you know, or, or he just gets dragged off to prison screaming, right? Like, and screams all night and screams the next day and screams until he loses his voice. And that's how he spends, like, you know, he could just be dragged off to prison and live in this fantasy until the moment the clink, 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 clink of the door locks behind him. I'm going to be honest. I think it's unlikely that things play out normally. Yeah, I, I think, mean, yeah. yeah. Um, I think that's a possibility, but that is sort of like the inertia track. Yeah. I think what's important is that we don't take that for granted. I know you don't, but I'm just saying in general, none of us should be sitting here going, well, he's indicted. The facts are here. We're done. Like, you know, we don't have to pay attention. Just the wheels of of justice are going to grind him down. Like therein lie. That means you've learned nothing. uh, Oh, since uh, Trump descended the escalator that like he if he thinks the current rules of the game don't serve him, he will simply overturn the table. Yes. That's what January 6th was. That was his attempt to overturn the table. And it was only because we got lucky. Yeah. Right. Because we got lucky on January 6th uh, that if Mike Pence had flipped, who fucking knows, right? Who knows? Yeah. Who, who fucking knows that like the table, the table did not get flipped over. Some of the pieces got knocked over, but we were able to put them back. Right. But we got super close. So I think it's important for us is like, he's going to try something. Is he going to try like, which, which leg of the table is he going to try to saw off? Is he going to light the table on fire? Like what exactly is he going to do? We have to game those things out and be prepared for all of them. If he tries to flee the country, if he tries another insurrection, like, People try crazy shit when they think it's the end. Yeah. Right. And some people, you know, just like self-immolate. They just decide I'm going to take control of the my own end and kill myself or, you know, you know, flee into exile or whatever. Other people try to take out everyone around them. Yep. They're just like, I'm just going to blow up as many of my enemies as I can. Going to be honest, Donald Trump seems like the kind of person who would like want to go out in a fuck you blaze of glory. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like, so, you know, the whole, like Jonestown, the whole reason that Jonestown happened is because the, it was falling apart, right? Like they oversaturated the amount of people they could support on their land. And the whole thing was just going to become a disaster. People felt trapped. They wanted to leave. Right. And the reason that we call it like a, um, oh my gosh, a narcissist, a toxic, uh, it's, um, toxic narcissism. What's the other word? Um, there's like a real psychological term. Oh, anyway, I, I, yeah. Um, it's that like he couldn't just let those people go back home. And Trump can't just let these people go back to life before Trump where yeah. they don't need him anymore. I think that's dead on. I think that's dead on. Um, so I think it's a good day to like take a moment, celebrate the indictments, read them, <laughs> think it over. But then get ready. This is the this is yet another beginning. This is just another yeah. step on the path but it is by far not the end and it is also as much as i like these indictments they are most likely not going to be what determines the outcome here i 
also just want to say, like, I would like to take bets at this moment mm -hmm. uh, on what the right wing reaction is going to be on this one. And my money presently is on, oh, they're going to indict the president over some tweets. Yeah, You know what I mean? Like, oh, mean tweets. It's just mean tweets. They're going to indict the president for insurrection over some mean tweets. What do you think? Um, I'm going to go, I think this is unlikely, but I'm going to go full like petty bullshit. I think, <laughs> uh, I think Marjorie Taylor Greene gets her wish and the uh, house Republicans and, uh, try to start, um, impeachment proceedings against Biden. Damn. Yeah. I don't think it goes and it doesn't go anywhere in the Senate, obviously, but it gives them like a smokescreen look over here. Right. And it, yeah. and the media is too dumb not to take that bait. I know that 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 makes a lot of sense to me, too, which is like, oh, you're going to politicize the Justice Department. Well, we'll just bring justice to the political department or whatever dumb shit they're going to say, you know? Yeah. You're going to say our, the president's a criminal. We're going to say your president's a criminal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like I, I always try to think of the dumbest thing and then think about the one thing dumber than that, because that's usually <laughs> what happens. But Sarah, thank you. Thank you for joining me uh, quickly uh, this evening. Uh, I really appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I, you know, this all, everything after 2016 feels like a fever dream. So, you know, throw this on the pile with the other fever dreamy things, you know? Yeah, exactly. So, you know, uh, for all of you out there, all the listeners out there, we haven't decided on a fandom name. We, we do eventually <laughs> need to do that. Like, uh, let Stewies? us know what the stew. Oh, the Stewies. I like that. So Stewies. <laughs> Coined and minted. Yeah, coined and minted. So, Stewies, let us know what you think is going to happen, right? How do yeah. you think this is going to play out? It can be short-term. It can be long-term. Like, let us know your thoughts on that because there are, you know, in the multiverse, there are infinite possibilities, and we always find the dumbest one. Um, <laughs> so, please, be creative here. Uh, tweet at us. I guess X at us. I don't know what they call it. Posted us uh, <laughs> at Perp Stew. Uh, email us, get us on Facebook, um, and uh, let us know what you think. And as always, like, subscribe, share, uh, leave a rating and review that helps us with the algorithm. Uh, but for this evening, uh, this has been the Perpetual Stew. I'm Matthew Goodman, and I'm Sarah Merle. And until next time, stay curious. Bye.